Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 23 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch it. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching the finale of One Punch Man versus Boros the Galactic Conqueror. Wait a minute. Is he like a very aggro character from Magic the Gathering, yeah, the card game? Yeah, he's pretty aggressive. What? Which? What is it's it? Magic the Gathering. It's a card game uh, that you play um, against other mages. This is not... But his name is... It's, hold this is hold not, on. His name is Boros. So, I mean, like... But it's not the Boros Legion. It's, all right, everybody. It's like that's like single like dude. six people that are fans of our show will get that joke. So, anyways, let's just jump in. It's a good cross-section. <laughs> I'm so happy with that opening right now. <laughs> yeah, we. well, I think we'll... Every couple of them have to be valuable right like every five or yeah. six yeah anyways hey everybody um Ooh. welcome back uh we are um in a normal schedule we are recording this the week it's going to go out so yeah huzzah. what's that i don't even know it's been like i i looked i think the exact number of days is 17 since the last time we recorded so that's weird that's, that's two and a half weeks i I didn't even remember your name at the beginning of this show. Oh, yeah. It's very difficult, especially if we didn't write it down. It would be really yeah, difficult. Yeah, we should really think about putting that in like the title of the show or something so it's really easy. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, um, anyways, um, before we begin... 23, <laughs> which is... Damn it. Uh, I like that because 23 is my favorite number. That's a fun fact. I was going to say something. Okay, so anyways... Before we begin today, uh, I wanted to throw out um, a quick shout out because uh, I've been continuing to connect with other podcasts, um, and there is a badass one that we're talking about this week. I, I told Blake about it, um, but now I'm telling you, listeners. Um, yeah, this is so- not a surprise to me this time, unlike <laughs> that last time. So anyways. It was a good um, surprise, but I was not expecting the- it. <laughs> There is a sweet podcast called Ghost in the Burbs that I've been listening to. Um, it's not related by... to Ghost in the Shell. Correct. It's not about anime. Um, however, if you are one of those people that is in the anime slash horror crossover, um, you will be excited to hear that this podcast takes like um, it, it takes horror stories that have been like told to this person and she's like done research to find out more of these horror stories from around like uh uh around like the midwest i think she gets them almost exclusively from where she's from but i think she reaches out from there a little bit um the midwest I is to, like haunted as shit though right yeah for real um but uh she tells these ghost stories um and so it's, it's like, really good it's like an episode of supernatural but without all the narrative frills yeah, um, it's 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 really like good quality stuff though, and I'm uh, I'm I'm excited. I've I've been talking to this person for a little while um, over uh, on our Instagram and uh, like following their stuff as well. This is how I found Childhood Remastered. Um, this is how I found the Pot of Mini Casts. Um, so I mean, like, there's there's some really good guys out there. So I mean, like, if you ever want to talk to us, um, I, did I tell you that we got we we got our first email from somebody, you guys? Oh shit! That, I didn't know about that. that. I do oh, have yeah, access was... to the email. I just don't check it. <laughs> so there's somebody wrote us an email that was basically like, "Don't stop doing Naruto." And I I had a moment where I was just like, <laughs> "That's awesome!" Would... They responded to something we said on the show. Yeah, and oh, I was like, "I'm happy I, about this." Thank you, strange this... listener. <laughs> 
I had this moment though where I was just like, I was just pissed off about the Naruto Reddit like this week. Okay, just, so here's I, here's what happened, you guys. I post on Reddit every Wednesday or Thursday. I'll go to the subreddit for the show whose episode came out that Sunday, which mm-hmm. as of this recording was Naruto. And I'll post yeah. an episode, a link to the episode. And on Reddit, you're supposed to not self-promote that much. So I try to participate in, in random conversations across the subreddits that I follow. And then I'll post our show once a week. I've also been posting episodes of our show on our own Reddit page uh, a lot more aggressively since we do not self-police in that way. So <laughs> a lot of my posts were our show. And I'm not sure if that was the reason why or if the Naruto subreddit's just generally unwelcoming. I will yeah. say that we have not found a lot of success on the Naruto subreddit, even though it's... all of the other subreddits for the different animes we're covering have gotten us a decent boost in traffic every time we post when we look at our metrics on, on Podomatic also, and stuff they've... like that. A lot of them have been really cool because they've been like talkative with us and there's been a lot of like upvotes and stuff like that. Especially yeah. like um One Punch Man, which we are sadly putting to bed today. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know, this is the we'll finale a... episode of One Punch Man. Well, way um, to spoil it. <laughs> I mean, until the next season comes out, which is next year. Huzzah! Well, we don't we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Anyways, um so uh uh we have like had really good responses for the other shows that we've done. Um, surprise. The one that's the most surprising to me is the cowboy bebop one. And the biggest reason why is not because, um, it's not full of awesome people. It's yeah, just because of like how old the anime is and how active their community still so is much. <laughs> There's shit on my homepage almost every day on Reddit from cowboy yeah. bebop. And I love it. A lot of it's just like, here's my favorite moment from this episode, or here's an interesting screenshot. But like, yeah, they're so passionate for damn good reason. If you've listened to any of our episodes, you <laughs> will understand that the show, this is a good show to be passionate about, but it's pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the Naruto subreddit has not been super welcoming in contrast to the other three. So, uh, we're we are not going to stop doing Naruto concerned listener and thank you for emailing in your concerns. Yeah. Um, and and I love other that. people other people if you listen to this and you want to respond to us on Reddit, write to us on Twitter, talk to us on Facebook, talk to us on Instagram, send us an email. Yeah. There's a also, lot of different ways to talk to us. So if like If you're on Reddit and you would like to post our episodes in the Naruto subreddit, you may find greater success since it wouldn't be self-promotion. So, uh, I mean, you all as listeners have our blessing to post our episodes pretty much anywhere. Like maybe yeah. not like Nazi forums or any bullshit like that, but basically anywhere else. Yeah. Um, just anywhere so, that's not racist or sexist or. Yeah. Largely. I mean, you could make that argument for some of Reddit, but it's subsets. So if you would like to share us around, we generally encourage you to do that. Uh, the Naruto subreddit has not proven fruit, fertile ground for us, so we'll be looking for greener pastures. Um, on that subject, as I've mentioned already, we do have uh, a subreddit for our show. Um, it's not super active yet, so if you're listening and a member of Reddit, try to remember to go follow that subreddit. It is uh, reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. 
Um, right now, we've just got posts on our episodes. Um, we're uh, slowly filling in the backlog of episodes until we get current. Um, if you'd like to comment on something from a previous episode or start a discussion on a previous episode, post in there. Um, those will come to me. I'll let Spencer know about them. We'll have a conversation with you. Um, if you would like to start a conversation independent of an episode, submit a post to the subreddit page and uh, hopefully we'll get something going. We would love to see you guys there in addition to all of our other social media and contact outlets. Yeah. Without further ado, though, we need to get to the sad, sad truth, which is that <sighs> we have reached the end of the first season of One Punch Man. Yeah. And it it's <sighs> a, a pretty good end. There's a little bit of an asterisk on that, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I've so, mentioned it without, before. I had never watched more than about half of the series, and I'm I am very happy and fulfilled now that I've seen the whole thing, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm pumped to talk about it today. Sweet. So, without further ado, let's give our previously on. Uh, so, previously on One Punch Man, our characters are Saitama. He is our titular hero. Um, he's uh, done some fairly basic training to become these strongest person on earth and potentially in the universe. Um, He's so strong that he can defeat nearly any opponent with one punch. Um, So far in the show, literally every opponent, but that may or may not change today. And uh, he has a protege named Janos uh, or Genos, who's a cyborg uh, guy who um, basically looks up to him and shoots fire out of his arms. Um, He's not going to do a ton in this episode, but uh, by coming into Saitama's life, he introduced him to the Heroes Association, which is sort of a global political power that um, creates a hierarchy and a kind of, I don't know, tracking system or or promotional system for people who want to be heroes in the world. Um, so Saitama and Genos have joined that recently. And in the last episode, the Hero Association and the surrounding city were attacked. And um, aside from the Hero Association building, were completely destroyed by a giant invading alien spaceship. Um, While most of the other top-notch heroes gathered around outside and started a battle with this crazy, horrible alien dude... Uh, Saitama, who is not known to be a top-notch hero because of his ranking... Uh, made it onto the ship and started punching his way through all the guards. And that brings us up to episode 11, which is the dominator of the universe. Okay. So we pick up with Saitama uh, cutting, like, he directly threw this ship like a hot knife through butter. He is completely unfazed by any of these aliens that are trying to stop him. Um, And meanwhile, on the ground, uh, there are a bunch of the like best heroes in the world fighting against this one weird alien monster whose body keeps on getting ripped apart and he keeps on putting himself back together. Yeah, there, we also get a cool shot at the beginning of this episode of uh, the news covering the uh, alien invasion. And there's a couple of characters that we've seen before. So Hammerhead, who is the guy that led sort of the anarchic um, group, is applying for a job, which is <laughs> cute because that was like, couldn't find, you know, whatever. And then there's the, I couldn't remember their names, but the guy, from, the doctor from the House of Evolution, and then the cyber gorilla were like living together, probably in like a Burton Ernie situation. <laughs> and they were cooking and this then... is a burden ernie situation 
And then Sonic, uh, which is not a hedgehog in this context, but a fast ninja, was sharpening his weapons and being all sullen. Um, and so you get kind of clips of some of the some of the recognizable characters from the show um, paying attention to this news. And then we kind of cut to this fight with this weird alien whose name I think I wrote down correctly as Melzolgard. <laughs> okay. The only reason that I know that his name is supposed to be pronounced Melzogard and is because I was I watched through these episodes like two weeks ago in preparation for this episode because okay. I thought we were going to be recording two episodes like the last time that we recorded. Yeah. But uh, I was like, well, I haven't watched it in a little bit, so I should probably watch it today. I was at work. And I could not watch it there because my Netflix and my Hulu are blocked on my worked IP account thing. Ew, what do so, you do during lunch? Okay, so I was on YouTube, and I was like, maybe I can find it. And I found it, but it was an American dub. And was needless to say, good? not all American dubs are created equal, and this uh, one is definitely terrible. Not really? as terrible as, as Naruto's, but it is terrible and like they give all the characters just like these really really deep voices so like every character inside of the show is basically like oh we're gonna fight now every character is vegeta yeah basically it's really really (laughs) obnoxious and it it sort of reminds me of that moment when i i had sort of the flip side of it which i found out like they have all of these characters that have voices that you do not expect if you've heard them for the first time in uh, in like a Japanese sub when you used to watch it in English, which is what I did when I first watched the original Dragon Ball. And like Goku yeah. had like this very, very like deep manly voice. And then I listened to the Japanese version and he is really high pitched. Yeah, like, have you ever heard his voice in Japanese? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same voice actor that does the kid Goku from from when it was just Dragon Ball. Oh um, yeah, which is probably a woman. Yeah, and I so wonder her range I, is is limited. I wonder if they're just like all American men sound super deep voiced, and all Japanese men they can sound however they want to sound because they're just people. I'm I like, don't think it's that, a unified stereotype. Just give me that. I just want. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what ha- that's how it is. That's how it works. Anyways, so um, so that's that's his name, and they are fighting against him. Um, we have a lot of the different heroes. We talked about them last time, um, which is uh, oh gosh, uh, Silver Fang is his name, right? Silver Fang is the old dude, yeah, with fast hands and <laughs> fat old fast hands, Silver Fang. And then <laughs> there's Puri Puri Prisoner, who's the best. Yes. There's yeah. the Bat Guy who has a name that is something similar to Bat Guy, but I think it's like Golden Bat or something. Yeah, and that's Bat Guy, not as in like a Batman ripoff, but as in a, a, a dude with a baseball bat. Yeah, he's uh, actually like the grown-up version of that creepy kid from. Um, oh from no, uh, I can't remember it. Psycho. Oh god. No, no, no. Paranoia agent. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Atomic Samurai, who that's his actual name. I don't know why I remember it. And then there's a knight. He's not important. <laughs> a knight? Yeah. Oh, the, the dude with his like, arm was ripped off? He's not relevant because yeah. he doesn't do anything. He stands there and he looks and he's like, how can they he, do anything? He stands there holding his not an arm anymore and sometimes yelling out like, don't get hit. Yeah. Thanks, okay. guy with no arm. 
so we cut back from there to the ship where, um, okay, let me try to say it. Um, his name is Gary in a shoop. Gary, Gary, Ugen shoop. He's a Gary, Ugen shoop. He's like a blue octopusy guy. Okay. You didn't write very much about this fight, but there's a lot of stuff that happens inside of it. Um, so oh, yeah, as... I took really sparse notes this time. I'm practicing <laughs> on taking sparser notes and just kind of like going with the flow instead of being like really itemized. So, okay, cool. We'll see. Anyways. <laughs> so he, um, he is this psychic, lots of tentacled alien. Um, he has the ability to like move things with his mind with telekinesis, um, as well as creating like artificial gravity, um, yeah, uh, around him. He fights against Saitama and, uh, Saitama does not really phased by it. And then there's a part where he increases the gravity so much that it basically kills all of the aliens that are, were around him. And yeah, Saitama they either flee or com- die. Yeah, and Saitama's basically unaffected at all, except for he gets pushed, like, into the ship just a little bit. Yeah, like, um, his boots kind of sink into the floor a little, which has, you know, kind of crumbles, and he kind of falls into, like, a maybe, like, a couple inches hole, and then he's just standing there unfazed. Yeah, and then he just, like, throws a rock back at the, the alien's head, and it rips it into two halves, and then he's just oh my like, God, how it's could I have so been sick. defeated? He's like, well, the psychic alien is like throwing everything. It's like big flurry. And he like picks up all the debris from like smashing the room with all the enhanced gravity and like fires this insane barrage of like sharp rocks at Saitama. And, you know, he's completely obscured from view. And then the dust clears and Saitama is just standing there holding one of the rocks. And he's like, you have all this psychic power and all you can do is throw debris around. That's lame. And then he just chucks the rock and it's so fast that like before you don't see it move it's just suddenly has gone through the alien's head and he's been split in two and it's so cool yeah he's he is uh definitely way more powerful than anybody on the ship we think um anyways yeah um, and they talk a little bit the we see the like captain of the ship i think they call him the prince um his name's boros we mentioned him in the opening we'll meet him like properly in a minute but uh we've seen him talk to gary again shoop who explained that he, Melzalgard, the guy that's fighting down below, and a dude that was killed at the end of the last episode are like the three, like they're like the trifecta of the most powerful royal guard or whatever. Um, so it's already not going very well for them. So now two of them are down. The fight with Melzalgard is going on downstairs. And basically all of these characters that are fighting they're all like physical attack characters. So a lot of them are hitting with punches or, um, you know, you got the bat guy with the bat and you have atomic swords, uh, atomic samurai with his sword. And the thing about Melzalgard is that his body, um, just when you cut it up, even if you sort of demolish it, it'll just reform. And they're like, there's this really great moment of sort of heroism where they're all kind of realizing that this dude is basically impervious to physical attacks. Like you can dismantle him physically, but he'll just come back together. So his weakness must not be physical attacks, but they're all just like, we all only have physical attacks. So we just won't refuse to give up. And it's pretty awesome. And then the guy with the bat sees sometimes when they break up Melzalgard's body, 
they'll, there will be these little marble like orbs and he grabs one and breaks it. And then basically Melzelgard has like formed up all these multiple heads and that kind of allows him to shift his body into different forms and grow new limbs and stuff like that and then regenerate when he crushes this thing one of the heads appears and then dies and they're like oh you have these little orbs in your body and if we break them you die so we just got to find all of them and break them and we're gonna kill you and it's awesome so meanwhile uh the ship has been i guess charging um for its next attack there's Uh, like this little purple like bar that they've been watching charging yeah, the he's like a pig faced guy. Melzalgard called he 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 was like basically like having a hard time killing the heroes and he was like, I'm sick of this. Gary Ugenshup had called down to him asking for reinforcements against Saitama, and Melzalgard was like, I'm not gonna leave these guys here, they'll just follow me up to the ship, it's gonna be a whole thing. So if you can launch a bombardment of missiles at them, then they'll die and I'll come up to the ship and I'll help you out. So the ship's finally ready to launch all these missiles. So, the ship shoots them down, and um, Tornado appears, and she's like, no, no, no. So, she just catches all of the different missiles that are falling uh, with, like, her psychic ability and just turns them around and shoots them back into the spaceship. It's sick. (laughs) Um, We also get this great, like, I love Moomin Rider, and he just appears, and he's like... The Hero Association is basically like, we got to get everybody out of the city. And the bad news is that, like, there are some survivors left in the city, but we can't risk anybody going in there to get them because those people will probably die. And Moomin Rider is, he's the bicycle guy that we talked a lot about last episode. And he's just like, well, I'm going to go in and I'm going to rescue people. So tell me where to go. And... Um, you see two of the other minor heroes um, that we've seen, I think, during the Deep Sea King fight as well that are, like, inspired by him. And are, they're like, we're going to go with you and we're going to rescue people. And it's, like, a really great – you know, it's not it's not integral to the main plot that's going on. And it's not even a subplot that's really followed up on. Like, spoiler alert, they're not really going to find themselves in peril or have, like, their own thing going on. It's really just a little bit of cutaway – character building, but it was pretty cool and pretty inspiring. Yeah. So anyway, um, Melzelgard decides that he should switch to attack mode instead of defense mode because they've figured out a secret and also they are frailer than he kind of gave them credit for. And he smacks the old dude Silverfang away and kills him. He does not kill him. Well, I mean, you think he's killed him. so You he's... wrote this down and you were like, he's killed. And I'm like, he's not. Well, not killed. when I saw don't. it, I assumed that he wasn't dead, but you don't find out he's not dead until the next episode. So as you far as you know, misled all of our friends. Well, dramatically speaking, we as the audience are to believe that he's dead right now. So I'm not wrong. He is killed as far as we know. Turns out he will still have been alive, but that's way later in the next episode. Yeah. So the next thing that we find is Saitama finally arriving at Boros's lair. Um, he talks to uh, Boros for a little bit. He talks to he's like, "I'm Saitama. Who are you?" <laughs> and um, well, th- so Boros- they do this cool thing where Boros is like, "I respect you for making it this far. I'm gonna fight you and I'm gonna kill you. But before we fight, we should exchange names." 
And I don't think we've talked about this before. Now that I say that, maybe we have, but uh, I'm going to run through it again really quickly. This is definitely something cultural in Japan. I haven't looked up the exact sort of cultural rules or, or origins or anything like that, but you will find a lot of times when people fight, it's really important whether or not somebody reveals their name. So you will often find that people will reveal their names at the beginning of a fight or sorry, right before a fight out of a sign of sort of respect for their opponent. And you'll find that a lot of the times characters that are sort of dastardly will not reveal their names and other characters will remark on it um, or characters will not reveal their names or care about the names of their opponent as a sign of disrespect that essentially they're not opponents who are worthy of them hearing their names so it's sort of like a almost the idea of like your identity or your reputation as a combatant sort of as a sign of what your opponent thinks of you as 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 an opponent like what your caliber is and and the respect you deserve so it's actually kind of a huge deal that boros is like i'm gonna fight you but first you should, we should exchange names. I'm going to tell you mine and I would like to know yours. Like that's sort of a big deal. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so Boros has this long thing that he tells Saitama afterwards about this prophecy about how he's going to destroy all of these different worlds while trying to find the, another person that can challenge him um, or another entity that can challenge him. And he's basically gone to world to world and just destroyed planets. Yeah, and this was cool, too, because, um, you know, when you, especially when you look at, like, superheroes and stuff like that, um, the sort of the best villains are the anti-hero, um, not, I don't mean anti-hero as, like, the archetype, but I mean, like, the, the villain who is directly opposed to everything that that hero is about, you know, so Batman's about order, the Joker is about chaos, um, yeah, that the kind of thing. Of the major, major Thank character. you. That's yeah. That's much more accurate to what I was trying to say. So when those villains are sort of directly opposite of the worldview of our hero, and it sort of challenges that hero's worldview. Another interesting villain archetype is sort of the villainous version of the hero, not like a clone or a mind-controlled hero, but a sort of like a character who's had a similar journey, but they're path diverged for some reason and i really felt like boros was that to saitama because his story is that he comes from a sort of harsh warrior race but he was particularly gifted and he has spent the last 20 years traveling the galaxy and conquering planets because he realized that he was the strongest and he wanted to find somebody to challenge him and somebody Mm -hmm. who had comparable strength And that cuts back to the worries that Saitama had in the first episode about, like, I'm so strong, I've become despondent and bored. And that's exactly how Boros felt. And I thought it was so interesting. Hmm. Anyways, um, Saitama is, he immediately gets into a fight with Boros. um, And one of the things that he does is he punches Boros in the chest. Um, This armor that's surrounding Boros breaks into a bunch of different pieces falls on the ground, and then I didn't remember this, but you wrote down, and then the best laugh in the show happens. Yeah, this was maybe my biggest laugh. There's a lot of other jokes that I think are maybe more memorable, but this one got me good. So this was a huge moment. I literally, I was sitting at my desk at work on lunch 
watching this and Saitama punches Boros away and he lands, you know, sort of crumpled in a hole in the wall and then he gets up. And I was like, oh, shit, because this is the first and only time that somebody has survived being punched by Saitama. And it's a big mm-hmm. deal. Like, this is basically up until this point established as impossible. And so you're like, oh, this the stakes are actually high. This is not somebody talking a big game and then biting it like every other character. Um, but yeah, so Boros, his design, he basically sort of cracks off what you thought was like his skin or his costume or whatever. And he's like, that was, an, you know, my armor that was holding in my power. It's been broken and now he's a different color. And he sort of like has a really quick power up montage. And it it's sort of like this blast of energy that sort of decimates the area around them and whooshes past Saitama and Saitama is animated in like the crudest way possible. Like it's just circles and like some like lines leading off of him indicating shadows. And it's like, it's one dimensional and completely out of place. And it's hilarious. Um, you should watch this, but definitely if you're looking for a great one punch man joke, like right at the episode end of episode 11, it is there and it's funny. Anyways, we're going to go into episode 12. Episode 12 is oh, the strongest hero. It's our and it last has, one punch man episode. It has, um, one of the best fight sequences in anime that I've ever seen. Um, yeah. there, there have been about three inside of the show that I think are just astounding. The first one being when Saitama is fighting in his dream against the mole people. Oh, um, yeah. the next one is, uh, when Saitama is training with Genos and Genos is trying his best to fight against Saitama and coming up short. Yeah. This one though is two people that seem to be going toe to toe and fighting against each other. Um, we f- we'll find out more information about that, but needless to say, this episode, it has an astounding fight sequence between, um, between Saitama and Boros and you should definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it a in, few yeah. moments, but we're not going to be able to encompass it. Yeah, uh, so, I did think while watching it, it's a lot of fast moving. There's some energy bursts. There's flurries of punches. And I was sitting there and I was like, man, this is what Dragon Ball Z wishes it could be in. Every oh, yeah. <laughs> like if Dragon Ball Z had the kind of like budget to animate like an episode of One Punch Man, it could be this cool. And yeah. it has moments where it sort of touches that level of coolness. But like this is. This is like Dragon Ball Z's wet dream of a fight, and it's awesome. Yeah. So, um, one of the one of the slightly important things that you find out inside of this fight is that Boris can also regenerate like this other character that they've been fighting down on the ground. Um, yeah. He rips off he rips off Boris's arm at one point, and Boris just immediately regrows the arm. Yeah, he doesn't have the marble things, but uh, it's the same problem. Mm-hmm. Um. Then, uh, wait. He, he also talks about how his regenerate, sorry, it goes back and forth a little bit here. So Boros talks a little bit about his, uh, regenerative capabilities. And he's basically like, I regenerate. And the way that my physiology is, I basically have limitless energy, but you're mortal essentially. And you're going to tire and I'm going to beat you. And then, um, he's sort of going on and on about how basically Saitama is biologically 
inclined to lose. And Saitama just cuts him off and is just like, shut up. And yeah. they begin to fight. And then Boros literally kicks Saitama to the moon. Oh, yeah, that happens, too. Uh, Saitama is just kind of, like, hanging out on the moon. And he yeah. picks up a moon rock at one point, And he's just he like, He lands oh. and he, like, <laughs> he, like realizes that he's on the moon and sort of clamps his nose shut and his his cheeks swell up like he's holding his breath underwater. And then he takes a, a little moon sightseeing moment. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's There's also a nice touch because all the sound cuts out, um, which mm-hmm. is cool. Uh, and then he jumps back down to Earth real quick. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we mentioned it inside of the last episode, um, but like at the very beginning of this episode, the other thing that happens is that that weird alien that kept on breaking apart and fighting on Earth, he loses in this episode. Um, yeah, he, I might have it written down somewhere, or maybe I just ignored it. Yeah, yeah I, don't. I don't. They beat him. I think last yeah, episode, right? Mm, I, I can't remember if it's last episode or this one. They kind of run together for me. But yeah. um, like... One like each each one of the different heroes has a moment where they destroy one of the marbles. Um, Puri, it's very Puri, heroic. Prisoner. It's a great fight. Yeah, Puri Puri Prisoner has a moment where he like catches it in his mouth and breaks it with his teeth, um, which is, uh, I guess, cool for him. Did you call him um, Puri Puri Princess? No, I called him Puri Puri Prisoner, but I okay. have to stop myself every time because <laughs> I want to call him Puri Puri Princess. He's he's. He's just a ridiculous character. Uh, By the way, when great. I was rewatching this at work, I like I had kept on uh, having moments where it would like cut to Purry, and I would just be like, "Fuck!" And I had to like forward it a little bit because he's just nude. He's just like a naked man on your. Well, screen. they don't show his dick or anything. You do see some butt, but you you don't see like there's no front nudity, so it's it's fine. Yeah. Um. In the in the meantime, uh, while Saitama is on the moon, uh, Drive Knight is talking to Genos, um, and he talks to Genos, and he's like, "Hey, um, if you thought I was your enemy, you're wrong. Your real enemy is Metal Knight, um, which is one we... of the top heroes who didn't show up during the alien invasion." Yeah, um, so we get that little pie- like piece of backstory, and then it's it also cuts kind to, of a like, sequel hook a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think the sequel hook really happens at the very end of this episode, but anyway, um, so there, um, there's a couple of things that happen inside of the city. Um, one of them is, uh, the, the tank top, what is he tank top, whatever the final one. Um, he's like using his powers to like fight against the ship and they're all trying to stop the ship from falling after tornado destroyed it. Wait, Um, no, that's, you jumped ahead a little bit. That's after the fight is over. No, no, no. Um, they're trying to destroy the ship. It's not falling yet, but it, oh, okay. the ship is basically destroyed from Tornado throwing back all the missiles. It's not falling Oh, the yet. dude who, like, lifts up the rock and throws it? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Tank top it, it, it rock also thrower. Be- yeah. It also becomes clear that, like, Moomin Rider and the other, like, ba- like basic heroes um, have saved all of the people that they can possibly save in the town and gotten them away from this falling ship. Yeah. Um... Then we cut back to the fight between Boris and Saitama. They, uh, Saitama jumps off of the moon and the moon just like has this huge crater that appears on the side. Yeah, from like, I guess the force of his leap. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, uh, you would probably also have to have like a lot of pressure to like jump off of the moon and back to the earth. It'd yeah. Be pretty the, difficult. The foot based PSI of that leap would be significant. <laughs> The foot-based PSI. 
Yeah, any any math nerds out there, feel free to come post on subreddit uh, with the actual math of that, and then we will cross post to the they did the math subreddit for funsies. Yeah. Okay. Then so, there are two really funny fight sequences. Yeah. One of them. One of them ends with Saitama like uh, getting hit really hard and like knocking away like uh, a regular blast. He's destroying most of the side of the ship while Saitama is like getting into it. Um, and then Saitama is just like, "I'll release a stronger attack." Flurry of normal punches. Yeah. So it's just like it's uh it really um Oh it's consecutive normal punches. That's what he says. And it it matches the there's a shot in the intro that's just sort of like his fist duplicated enough to fill up the entire frame. And it's basically that. And it it lands on Boros and Boros takes it pretty hard. I think he literally bursts into a ball of blood and then reforms his his body from this like He does do that medium punch attack. And Boros mm. launches his final attack at Saitama, which is like really reminded me of Kamehameha from Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z. And yep. then Saitama's like, well, I guess I'll have to launch my final attack too, which is like strong punch or something <laughs> like that. It's literally just all of his attacks are just punches. <laughs> And, of course, it's super incredible. He, like, punches the attack to to nothingness or back at Boros or something. And, like, the shockwave, like, beats Boros and cuts a swath through the clouds for the entire Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And then the fight is over and Boros is, like, crumpled and discolored and lying defeated and Saitama is like, oh, you're still conscious? Like, you must be really strong. And then Boros, this is such a cool moment. Because Boros is basically like, I really underestimated you. I can tell now that you are so strong that you clearly have plenty of stamina left to spare. Like, you could have gone in this fight for a lot longer. And you were actually not even fully going all out against me. And I can tell that now this was maybe not even really a real fight from your perspective, basically because of how much more superior you were to me. And then he dies. Yep. And the, uh, the gem that was on the ship breaks, the energy source starts uh, failing. Um, You see uh, the alien, which is basically like, uh, a dumb-faced pink monster it alien. It's horrible. So stupid looking. Anyways, um, he's like freaking out, and the ship crashes to Earth. Um, uh, because everybody was saved, nobody got harmed inside of the city. Um, but the aliens that were on the ship start getting rounded up by the bunch of heroes, and then um, douchebag McGee, am I mask? Um, comes along is, and he just he's like, like a pop star who's also a hero and he's kind of like a I hate him so much. Pretty boy, he's the most character. obnoxious person. Well, they were kind show. of building up to him. You know, he seems like sort of an unhinged, sinister character at every moment that you meet him, and it kind of comes to fruition here. But there's there's clearly some sort of climax with his storyline that we haven't attained by the end of the show. So he shows up and he starts to kind of exhibit 
he basically starts talking about like how he's interested in justice and how basically all of these heroes should be ashamed of themselves because people were killed and the city was destroyed. And they're like, the city was destroyed suddenly and with no warning and there was nothing we could do about it. And he's like, I don't want to hear your excuses. I'm only interested in justice. And I thought this guy was going to start like killing these heroes as like punishment for their failure or something. And so, but instead he just kills all the aliens. It's fucked up. Yeah. And there's just like a, like a pool of green blood that falls on the ground. Yeah. It's really messed up. They are, they're tied up and hostages and like they're helpless and he just kills them. Yeah. Um, There's also so many well-placed pieces of debris to hide Puri Puri. They're, they're hiding the Puri Puri privates. (laughs) (laughs) And it's awesome. You don't get any Puri Puri penis in these episodes. Anyways. Um, (laughs) Metal Knight arrives. Um, there's uh, a moment where Genos challenges him, um, and then he confirms that uh, he only came here so that he could like salvage the ship. Yeah, uh, Genos is suspicious. Genos is suspicious because of what uh, whatever the other dude, what was his name, Drive Knight said. Mm-hmm. You know, told him that Metal Knight was the guy he needed to watch out for, and Genos is like, "What were you know? Where were you? Why are you?" Basically, like, what a coincidence that the fight is over and suddenly here you are. And and then it's kind of like, I got the impression that he was sort of challenging him as though this were, like, a really dishonorable thing to do. It was essentially, like, are you here to, like, pillage the the ship for, for weapons, even though, like, you weren't here to actually stop the problem? And mm-hmm. Metal Knight's like, yeah, of course. Like, of course I need stronger weapons to help protect the Earth. And Genos is, like, clearly not buying it. But I guess decides mm-hmm. that like this isn't the time to like escalate it. Well, he doesn't escalate it because right after that, Saitama appears, and Tornado kind of decides that she wants to be mad at Saitama about uh, him taking down the ship because he's and, like, why her. was he on it? Yeah, and she like throws Genos into like a wall because there's this moment where like she's yelling at Saitama, and Saitama turns to Genos and he's like. Can you say something to her? <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't respect Saitama because he's a B-class hero, but Genos is yeah. an S-class hero, so he's sort of on par with Tornado. And then there's a moment where, like, um, you think that they're going to fight because he just uh, she throws Genos into a rock, and Saitama's just like, Genos! <laughs> and then he, like, turns back to Tornado, and then, like, Silverfang appears, and he's like, calm down, Tornado. Everything's fine. This is not a big deal. Calm down. And then and Saitama... <laughs> goes to help Genos. He's like, Genos, let me let me help get you out of this, like, the rock that he's been smashed into. <laughs> and then you see him like, tug, and then Genos's arm just comes off, and he's like, oh, I pulled <laughs> off your arm. That's so great. Anyways. So, that's pretty much it, except for a voiceover, which is really kind of a wonky way to end the show, from my perspective. Well, okay, so here's the thing that um, that I got. I don't know if this is straight from the horse's mouth, uh, from directly from the the company that made it. Um, but what I was told, um, or what I found, was that they this were is not a really sure reliable if they were... source. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Anyways, <laughs> I'm mostly saying this because I did not write it down when I originally found it, and like. 
Um, I, I need to go back and get my notes on it because what I wrote down was, um, there was not a guarantee of another season of the show. One of the big things that happened with the show is that they did not know it was, they made the episodes not knowing if it was going to like, you know, blast off and be like the cult sensation that it is. Yeah. Or if it was just going to fail. So they wanted to bow tie it, but leave a uh, hanging threads for season two. Um, so when that happened, uh, you'll see this if you watch Mob Psycho 100. Mob Psycho 100, it leaves you on the end of that show with a definite open door for season two. Okay. And it doesn't seem to like bow tie it at all. This okay. show really seems to do that. They talk about how like the, the Hero Association, um, uh, was built up after the ship. They built all of the stuff around the ship. It became a city. There's like a monument to all the people that died. Uh, the level A heroes and higher can live inside of this weird city. Um, and then it talks about how like nobody talks about the city that was destroyed anymore because it became irrelevant from the news. And then the credits roll. Yeah, there's uh there's a great post credit scene uh, where the king of the underworld. Um, not the king of the subterranean world, but the underworld like hell has attacked. And he looks like a big um, sort of like a big patched together stuffed pig animal. Frank, Frank and pig. Yeah. Not like a, not like a live pig, but like a sort of fucked up stuffed animal. Um, and uh, he shows up and he's a dragon level threat and he's caused a lot of destruction and he's making more destruction. And Genos arrives and he's like, the king of the underworld is like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm just a f- hero for fun and profit. And then Saitama appears and defeats him in one punch. And Genos is like, and like- his <laughs> disciple. And it's great. <laughs> yeah. And then and- Saitama, before the credits roll for the final time, is just like, I'm back to one punch again. This is bullshit. He literally screams, God damn it. And that's the <laughs> end of the show. <laughs> Um, so there, we've mentioned a few times there is season two, um, from what I can tell doing a quick search earlier, it looks like season two is confirmed and that production has begun. Um, the, uh, I guess merchandising team or the sort of the team behind one punch man is going to jump Festa, which is a big, um, it's, it was sort of described in this article. And I thought this was a great description. It's basically Comic-Con for uh, shonen manga in Japan. So Jump Festa happens every year. Jump Festa 2018 is in December, which is starts tomorrow as of recording this and a few days ago as of releasing this episode. So Jump Festa will be happening this month. And, um, the One Punch team is going to be there. Um, people, it could just be a, a merchandising announcement or something like that. But season two has been in the works for a little while. And a lot of people are fairly optimistic that we are going to get a season two release date at Jump Festa this month. So keep your am, eyes and ears peeled. I am very, very excited. Yeah, um, and without I, further... I am expecting we'll catch it and mention it on the show. And then at some point, once season two has come out, we'll have to de- decide how we're going to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, uh, without further ado, uh, stick around after the credits uh, for the next uh, episode that we're going to be doing. Okay. That's a great way to stay in shape. Yeah.
Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. It's the final fight in the Hunter exam. Fight, 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 fight,